um, you would think that we would know tech becoming from radio, but like fucking hell, I always had everyone do everything for me. <laughs> okay, so did you change your name? You're going to be Tim now? Yes, it's Tim. I nearly put Heidi's one that got away, but I'm sure oh we'll talk God. about that. We have to talk about that. Okay, so I'm already recording. Let's go straight into it. You know how you feel after a couple of glass of bubbles? You're confident, you're self-assured, and you're ready to take on the world? Imagine if you had the strength and awareness to do that when the buzz wears off. I'm Heidi Anderson, author, former radio host, and CEO of my own company, and this podcast is about building your confidence by stepping outside your comfort zone. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. Wow, today's episode you do not want to miss. I caught up with a really good friend of mine. Uh, We were in the Big Brother house together in 2013. You would know him as Tim Dormer. He's on the current season of Big Brother on Channel 7. He's back as Big Brother royalty, and he is back in this whole new dynamic way. And if you're a fan of Tim, I don't think many of you would have seen or heard him this way before. Uh, he's so vulnerable within himself. Uh, he he shares things about himself that he rarely ever talks about. Um, he's a great laugh as well, but this podcast is deep. This, oh, this legend, Australian legend that so many people are watching now and hoping that he wins the Big Brother season on Channel 7 will see Tim in a whole new light. And I am so honored that he is on this podcast and I'm so honest that he's so raw and real and inspiring about his champagne confidence journey and about so many other things that you'll you'll see and feel from Tim. When you think he's just an entertainer and a showman, you will see him in a fresh new light. I am absolutely pumped. I am blown away by our chat today. Let's get into it. I feel like we've had so many conversations in the last two weeks that some of it we, I don't think we'll probably want to put out there um, and you're probably not allowed to put out there. But I was Googling our names yesterday because I've told you, I spoke about in my podcast last week, the shame I felt around Big Brother. I never Googled anything. I never read comments, like nothing. So I knew nothing about our season, what people were saying. So I Googled this week, <laughs> Heidi and Tim, Big Brother, and a really recent article came up and I was like, what does this say? Because you're a housemate yeah. now in the house. And it said, what did it, what did it say, Tim? Tell me. Oh, well, it was um, all about my love life. And um, I think <laughs> that it was like at the top, it was like Tim and Heidi flirted their pants off on the first Big Brother. And that no, was news to you. I'm pretty sure that they just um, made out as if you were flirting with me. That's, that's what I like. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read it to you because I screenshot it. Okay, and then I sent it to you yesterday, didn't I? Okay, here it, it is. Around. It's one of those interviews that they didn't bother to interview me. Oh. They just went off social media and have put together some Frankenstein story about my love life, <laughs> my whole relationship history. <laughs> well, I mean, if you've put it out there on Instagram, that's how they write stories sometimes these days, mm. don't they? They just pick apart, like, you know, yeah. from, from some of your most vulnerable posts, they've probably put together your love life. <laughs> okay, so Tim, who enjoyed a brief flirtation with housemate Heidi Anderson during his stint on Big Brother, touched on his sexuality during and after the show. And then it goes on to talk about your sexuality. Um, okay, so I feel like they're implying that you flirted with me. 
Or did you think I flirted with you? Um, I don't know if it was um, flirting, but I, I, we really did kind of bond in those first few weeks of the show. And I thought, Heidi's a really fun, cool chick, and you seem to kind of be a little bit more intelligent than some of the others in there. But then I was proved wrong when you then went against me and I became your public enemy number one. And I'm kind of, it was really hard because there was something genuine in the friendship there. And yeah, you you did tick a lot of boxes for the qualities in girls that I was attracted to at the time. You were quite confident, um, a lot of personality and sense of humour. Like, didn't we have a lot of fun in there? So much and fun. It was, separate to game stuff. I just don't think we kind of connected on the game level. Mm. Well, you didn't even know you were playing a bloody game. That's why we ended up becoming enemies. But it's quite funny. I've, I've found in the latest series as well, yeah. the ones that I was closest to or like friends on the outside, we were really terrible at playing the game together, which mm. I think almost points towards the genuineness of the friendship is that in the sort of... Um, sort of game of, of strategy and then maybe deception that real friendships can't do that together. So Yeah. I, I, how do you think we would have gone? So we were 2013 and, you know, it, I actually genuinely love you so much, like, as a friend. Oh, like, I feel so honoured that we can talk. And it's been nine years, but I still feel the exact same about you, you know, like you drive me crazy even watching you on TV now, but I fucking love you. And, you know, even when we're talking in messages, it feels like we've just spoke the other day, even though it's probably been like maybe 18 months, two years since we've spoke. Um, But, yeah, I genuinely love you. I feel honoured and I love that you can talk about that with me because that's helping me on my healing journey, you know what I mean, like everything that I'm going through because it's been like a crazy ride with watching you and Tully and Drew on the show. What do you think we would have gone like had we have been able to talk openly about strategy? Do you think then we maybe would have been able to work through? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's an interesting one. I think the way that my strength in the game is, is that I don't think I let people in really close when it comes to game strategy because my whole strategy is a bit of unpredictability and surprise and <laughs> yeah. sort of I, I don't work as a team when it comes to that that big brother world and so I don't think we would have been the power couple to run the game but you were too distracted with the hot boys in the house like you <laughs> you left me you ditched your friend to then like team with them but I mean going back to in the house I think like it's a it's a big power game, and I think a lot of the house at the start of our season thought that those players held the power and that they'd be really well liked on the outside. And I was sort of seen as a bit of the outsider and maybe yeah the troublemaker that I was, but maybe nobody actually thought that I could keep going, that it was mm. just this bomb ready to go off, um, and then you sort of to protect yourself because I am quite risky and yeah. And you come close and you might get hurt because there's a brutal honesty in who I am. Like, it's kind of in the game, but that also translates into the real world. I can't not speak my mind. I can't not talk out my my thoughts and feelings. And it, and it, it can sometimes be quite spiky for people because they don't want to hear that. They don't want their bubble of delusion burst by someone who's just only able to 
be really real, um, <laughs> which is weird in a game of strategy and deception to say that I try and be as real as I can. I, I do, and I, I guess mm. that's what I try to do in real life as well. So maybe it was just really hard for you because when someone goes into the Big Brother house, it's like there's no more uncomfortable environment to have that many cameras on you watching every single move and you just really fight or flight. And some yeah. people freeze and just kind of, it's a microscope onto who they are and it can really dig up some, some stuff. And then before you know it, you're back in the real world and this version of you going through this traumatic experience is there forever. Mm. And you, I totally get that you didn't want to revisit that. And, and it's great to hear that you've spent some years unpacking stuff because that's the same journey as me. Like yeah. I think thrown out the other end of winning this amazing TV show where I, I thought I was putting out my authentic self like 100% to the whole country, but then it kind of is like, whoa, this is a really vulnerable position and I'm, I've got to be prepared for the criticism I'm getting from people and I've got to be prepared for myself to look in and go, hey, are you okay with this part of you that now everybody knows? So there's a lot of baggage, I guess, that sounds like we've both unpacked mm. since our series nine years yes. ago. Are you as confident as what you put out there to the world? Good question. I think um, part of, like, it's a long story, but I was back back nine years ago when I did that show. That was who I was. And I was really unaware that that, that wasn't normal, that, you sh- that, that I had this love for myself that, was misinterpreted maybe as arrogance, but it was confidence because I'd had a really great life. I'd had the most beautiful upbringing from a family um, and it was quite sheltered. It was quite conservative um, in the religious world. Like I even studied to be a trained minister. Like my whole 20s, I wasn't out there making mistakes. I hadn't been in any really long-term relationships, hadn't had my heart broken, had never touched drugs. Like I was just this, weirdo that kind of got pushed to the top of the sort of reality tv world of and then the influencer world came along straight off the back Mm -hmm. of it and I was just in this whole new world trying to navigate my gosh like I, I I think I over the years there went whoa like I'm not part of this world I don't know I I kind of felt you retreated you retreated a lot yeah I really did retreat and people are like where have you been Tim and I, I, I consciously made the choice that after sort of, I think I, I rode that 15 minutes for a good five years. I went on and did Celebrity Apprentice. I did Big Brother in Canada. Yes. Actually, Big Brother Canada was the big turning point in my life. And it's a really interesting story that not many people know, but that was the moment that I decided that this version of Tim that everybody knew and loved and thought was so confident had to make a big decision and that was that there was this part of my life so like treasured um who I was in love with that I hadn't shared with the world yet and it was about my sexuality that I'd I'd have to come out and say hey I'm actually in love with a guy and that might totally shatter who you thought I was like at the time like there's all the Daily Mail articles I was this party boy making out with girls on the dance floor of all the nightclubs and yeah, I, a lot of people, I think, were a bit taken aback that there was this whole other part of my life that had been going on for about a year and a half. I was with this guy. And um, 
And it was towards the end of Big Brother Canada. If, if you sit down and watch it, um, it's the finale. And I actually walk away from the competition that I would have won, like the final challenge. I, I forfeit and I step away. And the producer said to me, why are you doing this? And I never felt more clear. It was I was really tormented for a day or two thinking, gosh, if I win this, I kind of then become the Tim from Big Brother, the game player, the the, the entertainer. Um, but it's just like, what, what does it even mean to win the game of Big Brother twice um, when by that stage I wasn't really having fun in that world anymore and I wanted to kind of live in the real world and I had this dream of getting married and, and buying a house in the countryside and, and being away from all this. I wanted to sort of, and it was this real fork in the road where I went, I could go forward and I and go down that road or... I want to get real and scared and vulnerable. I, I, this character of Tim was so strong. There were, I never showed vulnerabilities. Um, and so I decided, no, this is it. This is worth giving all that up for um, to go down this scary road that I didn't know where that went. I knew where the other road went. I'd, I'd been living it. Um, so I came home and I told my family, I'm in love with this guy and I'm happy. Um, and that was really hard. Like it was really terrible that conversation I had with them because they were so scared and it was all new to them it's not part of their world um and then yeah within a few weeks I was telling the the country like it was the front page of of a big magazine and Mm. um but that was just the start I guess of this journey I mean like sort of seven years on that relationship fell apart we're engaged to be married and there was another fork in the road where we weren't living a very um, sort of, yeah, we're, we're fucking addicts. Like, I'll just say it. We were just party animals together. And it, mm. and I wanted that happily ever after. I wanted to settle down. And I I was kind of wanting to get away from the spotlight and, and all that and for a long time. And I needed new meaning and purpose in my life. And so I started a job in disability care. And... It was like, holy crap, this is hard. This is really hard. Looking after people and getting hands dirty. And I, I, it was a totally different world, but it wasn't about Tim. I wasn't performing. I didn't have <laughs> to be this role of Tim mm. the entertainer. And it just felt so freeing and really fun discovering a new side of me that, that's given me a purpose in my life now, which made me go back to that that relationship and say, hey, well, we can do better than this and yeah. I'm ready to change my life and let's do this. And he didn't. He didn't want to. And, yeah, it was the biggest heart. Like, I've never, this was only like a year and a half ago. And well, I, I think that's when we connected again. I can't, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't even, maybe you posted about it or something mm. and I saw on your on your Instagram and then I messaged you personally and, you know, I always send you a voice message and I think we just yeah. started talking again and we actually, you actually spoke about the addiction side and that kind of thing. And I think sometimes because we hadn't been in each other's lives, you can talk to someone a bit more openly than the people that actually know you. Talk to us about like your addiction. Like what what were you guys doing? Like and how much yeah. money did you fucking blow of your big brother money on on uh, partying? <laughs> no, I've still got quite a bit left. What? I mean, how amazing we, is that? Yeah. I I live quite frugally. 
Are you tight? Are you a fucking tight ass? Yeah. No, I'm thrifty. I know where to find a good deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're thrifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like I guess the world of drugs, I'd, I'd never touched any of it and then it all comes along off the back of being on a show and being in that world of fame and excess and, yeah, just, and then my partner came along and 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 sort of that became a habit of, of smoking mm. weed. It was yeah. just like and, and there's I'm not saying I'm against that, like everyone's on their own journey. Um and we had an amazing time just chilling out in, in nature and, and really mm. kind of the whole real world was not a part of our beautiful blossoming love story that it kind of was protected in that bubble of smoke and and I'd have parties at my house where there was groups of friends that we'd all just kind of just sit back and 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 make a yeah, just such a waste of time. Um, but was it a waste of time? Because you got these memories, right? And you've got like he's a massive part of your life that you're grateful for. You, for, I think, like grateful for that experience, right? Like so that you can be the lover that you are today in your relationship with Adam. Or is that is that not happening it's anymore? It's a toughie. I guess for everyone listening, like if you had the chance to have never had your heart broken by someone, would, would oh. is is naivety bliss? You broke my heart on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think um like I never understood what it meant to be heartbroken. I never understood what it meant to have trauma and to have someone not choose you and and to go down the path that he did he still is on like that that relationship ended up with the police involved and so yeah being charged like it was it like love so quickly can turn to hate and I never understood that um for me I couldn't do that I, I wanted to protect this innocence and the way of seeing the world with such joy and fun and and, and beauty and laughter that that was robbed of me by someone else's pain and I kind of I have this whole new perspective now that when someone wrongs you and hurts you you can take that on and you start doing that to other people or you can cut that cut that and cut just that say I'm not going to let it like taint me and I'm not going to do that to other people so it was so confusing with that breakup all he wanted to do was hurt me and see me in pain and I still have never, ever heard from him. Um, he was wow. just out of my life, seven years and engaged and thought I was so in love. But um, And I'm sure I hurt him by the, mm. the, I guess he thinks it was an ultimatum. I, I think that I was in a relationship where I showed unconditional love, um, but it was costing both of us um, a growth. And I've made that decision that no, like now there's conditions to this. I'm not, I'm not going on like this. And I thought we'd both be able to make that choice, but he, he didn't. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, um, would I, do I regret that? Yes, I would love to not have had gone through the pain and that trauma. Like there was months of therapy. Like I, I hit real rock bottom beginning of last year where I called my dad and I said, Hey dad, like, I don't have a plan, but I don't want to do this life anymore. Like I, 
I just mm-hmm. want you to call me every morning and check in because I'm done. I'm done with this life. How cruel that this, like losing a lot. There was a lot of like things that I sacrificed because I, I'd made the choice to stand up for a truth that was really important to me. And I knew that I wasn't living my values, that I'd always lived my whole life. I'd, I'd gone off track. And it was the scariest place again to find myself of, um, I don't know this territory. Um, but little by little, I kind of pieced it back together and lots of therapy. Um, to then midway through the year, getting the call up from, from Big Brother to say, do you want to come back? And it's just like, if he had ever asked me, if this had came up any time in between the two seasons, I would have said no. But it was a time in my life where I was about reclaiming myself. And mm. it was funny, I got to sit down for the first time and watch our season, Heidi. That, that was the training that I gave myself to go wow. back and do it again. And I thought, what a bloody idiot I was but what a what a tenacious little spirit yes. there and I'd lost that and it was yeah. almost like I got a pet talk from myself before yeah. I was tainted like when I when I saw the world with such anything is possible you can win this show like you can do this and it was just the pet talk that I needed to step back into that world and the full circle journey now I just want to like just as your friend fuck mate I didn't like Oh, I had no idea that it had got to the point where, you know, that you felt like you didn't want to be here. And like you said, not that you had a plan, but, you know, the fact that you acknowledge that, I just want to acknowledge you. I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm so grateful oh, that we, God. but that we all know you and I love you. And so much of that story brought goosebumps and tears and so much feeling and honesty and vulnerability. And you have grown so much. And I think that's what I was missing with our relationship when we were together in the house is that vulnerability. I wanted that mm. vulnerability from you because that's how I connect. That's mm. me as a person, how I, you know, and I've just started on that journey of taking my mask off and, you know, just before I went in the Big Brother show. So I'm so glad that you you did that. And there's so many things that I'm just sat- taking in from all of the things that you just shared with me that uh, I just wanted to acknowledge you and just oh, say thank you because, like, yeah, a lot of people are so scared to be seen. And mm. you're now, and this is me and you spoke about this when we were texting. There are many layers to you. There are many different identities and you were boxed in when you came out of the Big Brother house. Yeah. I can relate to that because that's how I felt in our radio show after Big Brother. I became right. just a, yep. put into a box. And you have to be everything that everyone thinks you are, but it's only what, you know, certain labels that they've given you. And mm. so... This is what I love about the new Tim and you can see it on the new show and like the person that you've 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 become, oh. you know, through all your healing because there there is different layers to you in this series. Like, I mean, if you ask Tully, she's like, same bloody old Tim. Yeah. <laughs> because you're poking yeah. her and you're playing the game. You're yeah. in that identity yeah. of Tim. But can you talk into that? Because I think in yeah. the real world, like in quotation marks, it's not really seen in society to be like have a few different identities and to and to be mm. able to become that person who you reclaimed and you are fucking like you are the powerhouse that was that guy a few you know a few years ago nine years ago but you're also so many other different Tims. Mm. Can you talk mm. into that for me? Yeah, totally. I guess like the first time around I did the show, um, I I was myself. Um, and maybe it was lack of awareness of deeper 
parts of myself I didn't I hadn't even tapped into them yet and I had to go through life trials to realize them but I think um through my life after the show sharing it on social media one of one of my values was that I was trying to be as authentic and genuine as I could and so that meant who you saw on TV was who I was in real life mm. um who I tried to share on social media yes. who you meet when you came up to me on the street and and it was great while it was me but then there's this whole other stuff in my life and and I mean, you'd get anything that was the sign of vulnerability would get pulled apart in the press. So when it came to my relationship that was hidden for a year and a half, I, it, I wanted to protect that. I mm. didn't want to share it with the world, not because I was ashamed of being gay, but because I wanted to protect the love that I knew would get dissected and all eyes on it. And it was beautiful when it was secret. Um, but... I guess that was then the path that I was on to, to being vulnerable. And I, I've said to people, it's only in the last like year that I've kind of realised that I felt I was an imposter in my own life. Like this Tim from Big Brother, everyone thought they knew him, but I was like, oh, my gosh, like surely I'm more than that. And I, I went on this journey to try and, okay, I'm not going to do any of that. And I'm going to just go down this path. And, and I mean, that involves, yeah, there's career change and disability care and then studying mindfulness and meditation teaching, which I'll be graduating and, and sharing that path with people. And it, it's all about just awareness, I guess, of you think you know yourself and everybody else thinks they know you, but we just keep playing this role of who we think we are. Mm. Um, and that's just thoughts, I guess. And and we define ourselves by our thoughts and by how other people define us. Um, I think everyone needs to kind of peel back those onion skins of who they are right to the core because from that foundation is where you can kind of have that strength to move forward. But to do that, it, going to the core means stripping back like the, the, the armour that we've built around us to help us go through life. Like why did we do that and what's under there? What's what's hurting under there that we can't go there. And I think life challenges will peel those back. You will have no other option mm. but to visit those. Or by choice, you can sort of make that conscious shift of, okay, I'm going to live with awareness and sort of open to what's happening inside, not just outside. And um, I guess going back, the choice to go back to the Big Brother house, that, that was the yeah. big dilemma here okay I'm am I going to be putting this hat on again mm. and I know where this goes it'll be a few years of hey you're Tim from Big Brother <laughs> which is lovely I love it I, yeah I, really I know love you it. love it but there's yeah, also yeah. there's also but, other parts of you yeah yeah and you can't always get that across like watching the show now um and and every reality tv person says oh they're just giving you the edit I I know how it works. I know they're going to portray me as just this Tim strategic game player, yeah. loudmouth idiot, whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, there's a risk here going back. Am I just going to cement my path forward for the next two years down that track? Um, but then I, I kind of, there was a bit of trust in myself. I, I said, no, I've, I've kind of done the hard yards the last few years. Like I know I'm more than that guy. Um, so I'll go back and I'll show Australia who I am now, how I've grown, how I've changed, which that was the plan and I, I, I wasn't going to kind of get... Just you mm. knew everyone's buttons. You knew you, yeah. you, you were very yeah. good at 
although you weren't aware on yourself, like we were talking about it, mm. maybe you were very aware of everyone else. Everyone else. Yes. Isn't that yeah. funny? Well, that's, that's something that is so strange that I've worked out in my life is that I'm very good at reading others, but I'm yeah. not good at being aware of myself or I wasn't in the past. Mm. And that's something that I've been talking to um, my psychologist about. And something that's come up is that I might be on the autistic spectrum. Wow. It's so interesting. I'm being assessed right now as we speak because there, it's, it's almost like I'm really blind and to being aware of myself. So I'll, I'll talk really, really loudly or I'll talk a lot about myself and mm-hmm. I won't be conscious of how another person's feeling in, in an argument. I'm just, I'm about facts and I'm about the truth and, blah, 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 and I'll just steamroll over. Um, and I'm really excited to go down that path wow. to find out because it's, it was fascinating watching myself going, wow, like, how, how, this is just not how you see yourself. <laughs> um, so going back into the show, yeah. knowing that, knowing that there's part of me like this, so it's scary, but I thought, okay, let's do it. I fell in love with being that person again. I fell in love with the game again. <laughs> halfway through, I, I'd never felt so much joy in, in years. And I was really? like... In the show, yeah, when you were filming the show? In the show. show. Like wow. people say they, they hate Big Brother and they could never do it. How did you do it? I'm like, fuck, get me back in there. I love it. <laughs> it's like a retreat from normal life. And, you, and it's there's your one goal. <laughs> yes, it's well. It's it's like it's, it's quite a simple life. You've just got this game you're playing, and I got up in the morning and I meditated to make breakfast. It's just, it's just so fun, um, but it's not real life. And so, coming off the show, it's like I I met that version of myself, and I was okay with it after mm. like five years of running away from that guy. I was like, you are more than that guy. You know it you know you don't need to prove that to anyone now because you're okay with it. And mm. so now I'm just like, it's, it feels really freeing when you kind of are aware of all parts of yourself and you don't feel like you need to tell everybody or show everybody that. It's okay to yeah. keep some parts of yourself private, but the parts that I wanted to share was the vulnerable side. And, and mm. I hope that that after the show, when the game's over, um, I can share that now a bit more with the yeah. audience. I think you you can definitely see it. I can feel it. I'm also aware of it because we've spoke about it though. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I'm getting from this, especially for, for, you know, people that are tuning in, this is what this podcast is about. One of the first steps to building that champagne confidence is awareness and it's mm. awareness around your thoughts. It's awareness around yourself. Mm. And then from there, you can start to step outside your comfort zone, which will build that confidence so I love that you share that because you came into Big Brother in 2013 really quite confident probably Mm. on the verge of cocky arrogant yeah which I've been that as well at times when I've been maybe faking it like trying to be something that I'm not I don't know fake it till you make it yeah (laughs) fake it till you make it but you know you you know you can see that you've gone on that journey and you've built that confidence so how what is your confidence levels like now in this new game compared to what you were like in the old game yeah, I guess um, it's sort of a relationship with um, being okay with whatever happens, whatever result. The first time around, I had such a one-track mind that the only goal was to win. Um, and maybe I manifested it. I don't know what would have happened had I not won. I think it would have really 
rocked my world and maybe I would have got to where I am now quicker. <laughs> maybe that was the worst thing <laughs> in my world to have got what I wanted back then. But now after going through lots of loss and grief, you have to make sense with that things don't always go the way you want them to. And going back into the house, I was like, you might not win this one, um, but my goals were different. I just wanted mm. to show um, the, the sort of the, the updated version of Tim um, and to have a bit of fun. I was doing something for myself. I was choosing, okay, like life's been really crappy lately. Like how crap was the last two years, everyone? Can I get a hi, yeah? <laughs> and I was just like, I'm done with that. Let's put real world aside for a minute, go back into the big brother land and um, – and it was really fun to play. Like, you've got to play. You've got to have fun and take risks. And I think I am more embracing of my mistakes now that, that I wasn't as scared to lose as the first time around. Mm. And it's very exciting to then also dream to win. I'd felt like such a loser for the last few years. Wow. Again, I was feeling like a winner. Um I guess that the winner is in being the last one on the show, which I, I could be. You, you, you've got to watch. You've got to see how it we unfolds. We don't know. I can't, I can't tell you how it ends. But, um, yeah, it's, it's to feel like you're kind of doing something that you love um, was a feeling that I hadn't felt for a long time. And so it didn't really matter playing this time around how I how it ended up because, just being there was kind of the, the the winner feeling. Okay, so who's your prediction to win then? Oh God. I like <laughs> I think if if an OG makes it to the end, one of the original players, I I, I did think that they would be a shoe in to win. And and judging by social media, everyone's loving having people back that have played before. Yes. But I've got really great relationships with some of the new players and we're yes. good friends now. And um, and I think the show started with sort of we knew all the OGs, but we're starting to get to know and we're going to get behind and there'll be a lot of fans of some of these new players that I think it's going to be a tight race. Um, yeah. Okay, so my, my predictions are Reggie, top three, Reggie, Johnson and you slash possibly someone else. I mean, like, if they don't try and get you out, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know how I avoided being nominated so early on. Like, I, I thought I'd have a target on my back going back in, um, but maybe there was a bit of fear that they didn't yeah. want to poke the bear too early. Yeah. Um, and then some people, I think, thought, like they cottoned on about this point in the game, wow, he actually gets this game and he could be a strength um, rather than a threat. So, yeah, it's very interesting to watch my journey on the show, my journey, everyone knows the word journey or reality. (laughs) I mean, it's just, but it is true. It's like everyone's journey. You don't want to use the word, but we are on a fucking journey. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like it's this. It's great storytelling, the hero's journey. You look at all of these movies that have ever been made. It's about the, the central character, like uh, what, the steps of the hero's journey. There's this impossible task. They go along. They have to like find something within them and to overcome, and then they can go back to the task. Like I guess, like all humans are on that journey. It is an impossible task to get through this 
stupid <laughs> life journey that we're all on. Um, but we like everyone is a hero. You just Yes, we just got to believe in ourselves. I want to go back to something that you said, and I've got a few Big Brother questions for all the Big Brother fans um, that we will ask about the current show, but I just wanted to touch on something when you spoke about, like, rebuilding yourself and reclaiming and, like, you know, when you were putting yourself out there. I think it's really important for people that are listening to, you know, build their champagne confidence. Do you worry what people think about you? Like when you put yourself out there, what comments they write? Because I think this is a big thing when we're building our champagne confidence. Yeah. We're wearing masks because yep. we are so worried what everyone else thinks. Yeah. And it, uh, it's funny. A lot of people, when you pose that question, think you're worried about negative feedback. And that's all we, that's all we are focused on, the negative feedback, the negative feedback. I've found in my life that the biggest problems is being too concerned with the positive feedback. So whether that be someone that doesn't know me that thinks that I'm just so great and they're putting and, – and I'm sort of like buying into that and going, yeah, like that's what I'm about. And 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 then people in your life that are the, the ones around you that aren't going to speak truth to you but you hold them in your life because they're easy friends and you have these sort of fake service level relationships. But any friend that gets real with you, you cut them out like I'm all about being truthful and honest. And so you can't say as someone in, in the public eye, oh, I deal with the trolls by ignoring them, but I'm only here for the positive validation that I get from, from my yeah. position of, of influence. No, you've got you to gotta kind of relate to them all with the same attitude, and that is it's just somebody else's opinion of my life. Um, I can choose to listen to it. There, there might be some truth in that but, that I can take on board. But... Um, they're not part of my inner circle. Like, like check your circle. Are they people that actually matter to you and tell you the truth? And then listen to that. So I think that was something that I did do well from the first time around is that um, I was very conscious of that and I never got concerned if I got negative feedback. I'm really lovely that mostly it's positive. But in the same way, I didn't want to buy into just the, the oh, Tim's so great thing. So I said to my family and friends, like, yeah, hold me accountable. Like you've got to be accountable to someone, whether that's yourself mm. or, or some trusted close relationships. And so keep your feet on the ground, I always said, by by being open to the people that know you most. Um, and I think what's really freeing is realising that you don't have to make sure everybody understands you. Yes. I think that was one of my biggest needs back then in my life was I just wanted to be understood. Mm. I didn't really make it easy for people. <laughs> I, I feel you. I, <laughs> I really strived to be understood because to be understood meant that I was loved. And I think I've, I've realised that it's not, it's not in other people understanding me that I find purpose and a sense of who I am. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I understand me. Like, mm. that's what matters. Like, stop yeah. looking outside of yourself for the feedback and, and check in with, you, with your own feedback. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for all of your, you know, your heartfelt vulnerability, honesty. Um, even, you know, the fact that you're sharing that you're going through being tested on, you know, with autism, like, that's so powerful in itself, you know, to be able to yeah. share that and let others know that they aren't alone. Yeah, totally. I think everyone has a diverse mind. Everyone yeah. is a unique, amazing person. And, like, 
it's only in looking in and, and being vulnerable to be able to go, oh, like, what am I? Who am I that has led me to be able to do this path? But everyone, like, has their own um, journey to get along on that road, yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear, like, everything that, you know, you've shared with us, whether you're going to win, you know, how you go um, being tested, whether you're autistic, because I think just that in itself is an amazing part of your journey. So coming up in the next episode, which will be released in the next few days, is all of the Big Brother goss. Don't think that I got Tim on this podcast and wasn't going to talk Big Brother. I got some scoops. I got some massive scoops of things that have happened in the house that haven't been revealed yet. I have been able to get Tim to share some really juicy goss from our season in 2013. I also found out who he would shoot, marry, and <laughs> shag between Estelle, Tully, and Layla. And it's interesting. So you don't want to miss the next episode. I could have talked to Tim for hours. We could keep going. It's such a beautiful chat. If you want more from Tim Dormer, don't forget to stalk him on Instagram or watch him on this series of Big Brother on Channel 7. Thank you so much for listening to Champagne Confidence today. The only way we're going to unleash inner champagne confidence in other people around the world is by you getting around the show. So if you are loving it, I would be so grateful if you could hit follow on whatever podcast app you're listening to and leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world. And please come and introduce yourself. I hang out mainly on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. Love you lots.